All right, guys, we're back in here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with CP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live on Thursday, February 8, 2024. It is the Super Bowl podcast. Unfortunately, my co-host, Ben Gorwitz, will not be with me today as he's on a ski trip with his family. But good news for you guys, Ben did send me his pick. So instead, y'all get to listen to me talk for the entire podcast today. First of all, guys, let's talk a little bit about the NBA trade deadline real fast here, and then we will get to the picks. First thing I want to say is, for those of y'all who were disappointed in the way the trade deadline went today, I would say, think about it this way. What if the OG Ananobi trade happened today? What if the Pascal Siakam trade happened today? And what if the James Harden trade happened today? It might be one of the biggest trade deadlines in NBA history. you got to think about it that way, guys. This actually was... A pretty crazy season for NBA trades. I mean, the Knicks, look at them now. They flipped their entire roster. The Clippers look like a championship contender. Teams just made the moves earlier and quicker. I personally have no problem with it. I thought it was fun. I'll get to the Hawks and roast them here in a second for being a horrible franchise. I'm still a fan of. I'll still stand by them no matter what happens. But let's talk about the Knicks first, guys. The Knicks, look, when they made the original trade, when they traded R.J. Barrett for Emmanuel and Emmanuel quickly for OG and Anobi and whatever else was in the trade, I kind of roasted them, and don't get me wrong, I think R.J. Barrett will flourish and become a better player playing with his new team in Toronto as they're pretty good at, un- at unlocking players' best skill set. But at the same time, like... It's okay to make a not like to kind of lose a trade if it makes your team better. And look at the Knicks. Like the Knicks already knew that they could have the best half court offense in the league between Brunson and Randall. Dante DiCincio stepped up. Josh Hart. Like every single player knows their role on the team. But R.J. Barrett, he seems like him and quickly seem like the unhappy guys. Barrett was a streaky scorer who couldn't just give you elite defense and shoot the three pointer, which is what OG gives you. At the same time, Emmanuel quickly was going to be doing a new contract. You don't want to overpay for him. And the guy's a streaky off-the-bench scorer. Of course, his numbers are going to get better when he's getting more playing time. I personally think this was an A-plus trade. And look what the Knicks did today. They trade with the Pistons. They get rid of Quentin Grimes, who's basically just the repetitive version of Josh Hart, of... Um, of Dante DiCincenzo and all the other guys they have. I think it was a great move for them to get rid of Quentin Grimes, and look what they brought in. You bring in Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, two guys who can help you get some buckets. I mean, we saw on Saturday night the offense looked so stagnant versus the Lakers, and they fixed it all right there. Bogdanovich is basically a six-man. The Knicks have one of the best starting lineups in the league, and look, I took the Knicks to win the East. I don't believe in this Celtics team. I don't believe in the Bucs. The Bucs can't play defense. They're still figuring it out. Doc Rivers chokes in the playoffs so much. He's had some of the most talented rosters I've ever seen and has never been able to get over the hump. What makes you think he can do it now in Milwaukee? I personally ain't buying it. The Celtics, I mean, Jason Tatum, in my opinion, is not a Tier 1 superstar. An elite defense like New York with the offense they have can come in here and throttle these guys. I absolutely love it, guys, for the Knicks. The Knicks, in my opinion, can definitely win the East. I don't think they can win the title, but I think, I mean, they remind me of the Miami teams. They play the same kind of basketball as them. I love it. I think they'll be able to come out here and get it done. This Knicks team is going to be good this season, guys, and they're going to keep on winning. They might even be the second best overall record in the Eastern Conference. Other than that, I thought the Mavs were big-time winners today. They didn't really give up that much, in my opinion, and they bring in guys like P.J. Washington and they also bring in Daniel Gafford. They get a backup center 
for the games when Derek Lively can't play, who's a good rebounder and defender, much better piece than Rashawn Holmes in there. And you also get P.J. Washington, who's like a by-low scorer, who, I mean, has a lot of potential, but is just kind of stuck there in an offense with a bunch of other players. I think that Dallas did a great job of improving their roster and making themselves better, and I think they went from a team that was going to be in the play-in that could potentially miss the playoffs to a team that's definitely going to make the playoffs. And if I'm being honest with you guys, I wouldn't hate being a play-in team. Like I think you want to be the seed that matches up against Minnesota. Minnesota feels like the team who in the regular season is great, but they get bounced in the first round. They feel like that like Orioles or like that baseball team who loses in the first round like the Dodgers. Like Minnesota, in my opinion, doesn't have the shot creation. They have the worst fourth quarter offense in the entire NBA. I don't think this Minnesota team is a true championship contender. So I think they're going to have a tough matchup in the first round. I think teams might hunt trying to play them. So that's what I thought about today's NBA trade deadline. There's really nothing else crazy to talk about or revisit. I just think New York and Dallas were the clear winners, and these teams got a lot better. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are losers today, like the Hawks, the Bulls, um, the Raptors made some really weird moves, but I'm not going to get into the history of the Raptors. I know a bunch of y'all just want to hear about the Super Bowl picks, which I'll get to here in a second. Look, I mean, I don't think the Hawks are dumb for hanging on to Jonte Murray. Like, if you look at Ben Simmons, you look at the James Harden trade from Philadelphia, by hanging on to these assets and making them play because they're under contract, teams are going to get desperate at some point and pull the trigger and make big trades. I mean, look at the Knicks. A team like that knows they need a point guard desperately might just go all in and make the trade for DeJounte Murray if they know he's available. I think Atlanta made the right move by keeping him around and not going ahead and making a trade out of desperation. Teams are lowballing you. Teams will pay up more in this offseason to get talent that they know they need, and that's exactly what DeJounte Murray is. I worry about the Hawks, though, man. I really think they screwed up their entire franchise by letting Tony Wrestler's son overrule Travis Schlink. Ever since then, we haven't been the same. We clearly gave up way too much. Clearly, Schlink knew what he was talking about by not trading for DeJounte Murray. Shocker that the... Uh, NBA GM knows more than the co than the owner's son about uh, who to trade for. I mean, that not that a crazy logic? That's just the most Hawks thing ever. I mean, maybe the Hawks can do something out of the plan. I highly doubt it, but that's all I'm going to waste y'all's time with with the NBA. Let's get into the NFL, guys. We have the final game of the season coming up here. We have the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to give out my entire slate for free on my Twitter and Instagram at TP3Bets. Um, I'll give out all my picks that I haven't, I'm going to play one of these NBA NFL dual, um, picks. So, you know, it's like a points prop and, or it's like a player prop combined with like a Super Bowl players prop. I just think it'll be fun. So I won't be able to project that one out just yet. And also too, I'm probably decided on my other anytime touchdown score. I'm kind of between Brent and I, you can Debo Samuel. I need to do a little bit more research, but with no further ado, guys, let's get into this, um, into this pick here. Uh, first of all, guys, Ben did send me his picks. Ben and I are both on Kansas City here in the Super Bowl. So, first reason why I like Kansas City, look, I know it's a pretty square play. I know everybody's betting on Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to sit here and tell you guys that I think with so much money being bet on props and whatnot, that Vegas isn't going to lose money just because people are all taking one side in the Super Bowl. So, that's my first thought. And my second thing here is the same theme of the playoffs. You give me Patrick Mahomes catching points, I'm going to take it every single time. Mahomes is an underdog, is now 9-3 straight up, and 10-1-1 one one against the spread. I'll take Patty with the points, guys. The last 20 years, Super Bowl QBs as dogs off a playoff win are now 26-8 ATS, and since 2018, they're 13-4 ATS. All those things here lead me to taking Kansas City with the points. I'm just going to take them on the money line, though, plus 110. I think it was like, like out of the last 20-something Super Bowls, 
Whoever wins the game covers, except for the Bengals losing to the Rams. So that really doesn't bother me. But when I look at this game, I think that Kansas City's defense is just a huge difference maker, guys. Like They're going to have time. They're going to get everybody healthy. I think Kansas City is going to use their defense in this game to throw a lot of looks that the 49ers really haven't seen. I mean, if you look at the 49ers, they went through the Packers, who have a very leaky defense. I mean, they fired Joe Barry and hired a new offensive coordinator this offseason. You look... And also, too, the Lions, I mean, I talked about how bad the Lions' defense had been throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs. The Lions' defense is terrible, in my opinion, and the 49ers had to take a big comeback to beat them. I think this game, Kyle Shanahan is going to play conservative. He's going to lean on his running backs and his run game in this game, and he's not going to let Brock Purdy make a mistake. I know the 49ers, like I pointed out, have been favored in every single game of the regular season and the playoffs. They've not been an underdog one time, and those teams haven't won the Super Bowl every single time. Like I said, seven of the nine teams made it to the Super Bowl, and there are about 500 in the Super Bowl making it there. So that's not a big difference maker here to me. I just think this 49ers team is going to come in here. Their defense has not been as good as it's been all season long, and I think that Kansas City's figured some things out. They're going to rely on the run. They're going to get Kelsey involved. They're going to get Rasheed Rice involved, and I, these other receivers like MVS and the other guys have been able to make plays for them on the edge. I think Kansas City's team is clicking at the right time. They're playing their best football. They've really figured things out. Andy Reid has the Super Bowl experience. Kyle Shanahan is notoriously lost and choked in the big games. And look, I know I'm a Falcons fan saying it, but I'm going to say it here again. Kansas City will get it done in this game. They have the second best scoring defense in the entire NFL. I got to take Kansas City in this game. My second pick, I'm going to take the second half under. Kansas City's second half, or half unders. The number is 23 and a half. This season, the second half unders in Kansas City games have been insanely good spots. They're 2-18 to the under in the second half. That's just another one unit play for me. Like I said, going back to the fact that I think the 49ers are going to come out here, they're going to be tight, they're going to try to run the football. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the full game goes under, but I'm not going to take that play. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy under 30 and a half passing yards. This is another two-unit play for me, just like Kansas City. So those are two of my bigger bets right there. Ben is on Kansas City with me as well, and Pacheco to score an anytime touchdown. Now, I would agree with Ben that Pacheco is going to score a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey is minus 334 to score a touchdown as well. I was going to parlay the two, then I realized both teams to score a rushing touchdown is plus 125. I'll take that instead. Debo Samuel could run for a touchdown. And also, too, um, the tight end, Blake Bell, sometimes does Q QB sneaks for Kansas City. He could score a rushing touchdown. They've run the ball with Travis Kelsey before this season. He could maybe score one. I mean, maybe one of the other Kansas City backs, like like CEH, gets in the end zone. I'll just take that instead. Keeps us safe there. Um, then I have one other play for you guys for the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with Charvarius Ward under 3.5 tackles at plus 115. Um, or Sorry, plus 116. First of all, Ward typically plays one side of the field, so they're going to put Rice on the opposite side of the field as him so he doesn't match up on the number one, the best wide receiver out there. That gives Kansas City an advantage right there. He doesn't really come up and make tackles in the run game. He mostly just tackles whoever catches the ball. I don't think that MVS, who he's mostly going to be matched up with, is going to get the ball much or get many catches. Therefore, I'll gladly take him under three and a half ta uh, tackles at plus money. This was at four and a half and already got taken down. You can still get four and a half minus 160 on DraftKings. Um, if that's the way you want to play it. But yeah, guys, that's what I like for the Super Bowl. I think this is a Kansas City spot. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. 
I mean, look, the 49ers have come to the big game. They've lost way too many times. Like I said before the season, I picked the 49ers to win the NFC like the last three years in a row, and they fell short in the NFC Championship game. So I would do them the solid by not picking them to win the NFC, and I did that for them, and look where they got here. And honestly, guys, I would love to see Kyle Shanahan win a Super Bowl. I really would as a Falcons fan. I know a lot of Falcons fans hate Kyle Shanahan, but I mean, guys, we're the Falcons. Like, we're the laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, we have the worst blown lead in the history of the league. I can't hate the man for giving us the most fun offense we've ever had to watch. But that's my thoughts for the Super Bowl. That's what I got. I wish Ben was on here so we could have gone back and forth a little bit. But I wanted to come on here, talk NBA trade deadline for y'all, talk about the Super Bowl. That's what we got for tonight, guys. That's what we got for this weekend. Let's get this money together. If you haven't followed me yet on social media, go follow me. I'll be tweeting out and posting tons more stuff over there. I'll be in Nashville for the Super Bowl with Sobat this weekend. Let's have a great weekend, guys. Best of luck however you play. Let's get this money.